The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com thatkevintour.com or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, we always talk about how to keep your immune system on the healthy uh, it's your most important defense against most of the uh, wellness maladies that are out there right now. And when you talk about the little ingredients that help you the most, vitamin B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and some zinc, you can get all of that in one place. An all-natural supply of BC Boost will help your body boost your antioxidants and fight those diseases. Uh, antioxidants like vitamin C, which helps strengthen your body's natural defense mechanisms uh, powerful antioxidants help harmful free ra- uh, neutralize harmful free radicals and help fight infections and oxidate stress and support a healthy immune system all the way around stay protected by getting your own bc boost with bc boost go to bcboost.com that's bcboost.com bcboost.com The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com, thatkevintour.com, or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. 
You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. All right, on this Wellness Wednesday, we've got a lot of uh, territory to cover. Dr. Marty McCary of the Fox News Medical All-Star team will be with us, uh, one of our favorites, and we've got a bunch of updates from him. Stay here. All right. Thank you. Thank you for being there. Thank you for uh, being with us today. Uh, I, you know, I just want to say before I go any further, a big, big thank you to uh, Jerry Crowley, to Laura Schaefer, to the entire uh, office team of uh, Salem Media of New York, um, to Jeff Reisman, our vice president, to Phil Boyce, our former vice president, to Mike Gallagher, my buddy, uh, Joe Piscopo, uh, New York's most uh, significant morning man. Um, Arthur Idala, my, my colleague here, all of the, all of the people that were part of what we affectionately call the, uh, <laughs> the schmooze cruise in New York city last night. Uh, we had a great turnout and it was a lot of fun. Um, my radio night live co-hosts were able to make it, at least a couple of them were Linda Perillo and uh, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat were both with us and it was just a beautiful time. And I, I, I have to say, you know, People, you know, that you know that I'm a Bible believing Christian, they, they sometimes, you know, it's that God stuff, you know, it's just that a crutch, whatever. Um, we had a couple of really nasty nights of weather on Sunday and Monday night, uh, in, in New York City. And then last night it was truly perfect for a cruise. And then we're supposed to get some more storms and stuff today and tomorrow and so forth. So it's, it's like you got, there's little things that I like to call serendipities and, and last night just seemed to be one of them. Um, I want to thank captain Fred of the uh, cruise ship Atlantis uh, for piloting us around uh, New York Harbor. Uh, we got to go out to the statue of Liberty, sing God bless America um, reflect upon the freedom tower lights that were still lit uh, on September, the night of September 12th, uh, one night after September 11th. Uh, and it was just a beautiful night. And Dr. Neshwat, uh, Linda, the whole gang, everybody that was there, my great, great sponsors, Mike and Beth Connors, uh, Charles Callahan and his family from Plaza College. Um, you know, uh, all of, all of the folks that are on the, on board that, that spend money with us and help keep, uh, Salem Media of New York, uh, going is just a wonderful, wonderful time. And a big thank you to every single one. Uh, that was able to be there and to enjoy with us. It was our pleasure, and we look forward to doing it again, actually. Now, um, it's Wellness Wednesday, so that means uh, most of what we talk about for the next hour is going to be uh, wellness-oriented. And <laughs> it's really funny. Arthur's mom, uh, Lady Idala, who I just adore. She's just she's she's this Italian mom 
that, you know, uh, was a school teacher and did such a wonderful job raising uh, Arthur and, and uh, his dad, of course, a legendary attorney as well, but she's one of my favorite people. And uh, she, she came up to me last night and she was like, Kevin, no politics. Politics is boring. Don't talk about politics. And she really laid it on thick. I mean, she was, she was really giving it to me uh, left and right. And then she, you know, I'm kidding with you. Right. And I said, like, yes, I, I, I appreciate that. And I don't, I don't always like to focus on just politics. In fact, I, I like to think of, of the, a lot of the stuff that I talk about as being not political at all, but just being common sense. And there may be political implications that that stem from common sense but i don't know how you can avoid that to be honest with you if you're asking what makes the most sense and what is the most geared towards truth that you can live by at some point there's going to be dividing lines because you're going to say one thing is true and the other thing isn't so i don't try to be divisive and i'm not trying to uh, run down people that uh, disagree with me but i will consistently try to say this is what i believe is is true and so at the risk of sounding political i'm going to start with a story tonight that i just i don't know how to dis- i don't know how to put it into words there was this pregnant mom who months ago was advised to seek an abortion after she was diagnosed with brain cancer while carrying her child Tasha Kahn of Michigan was 20 weeks pregnant with her second when she was diagnosed with the anaplastic astrocytoma grade three. It's a rare and aggressive uh, type of tumor. The doctors urged her to abort her pregnancy in order to receive treatment, something the doctors said they wouldn't do while she was carrying a baby. Um. She shared her story on Wednesday's uh, Fox and Friends to kind of explain what her decision making was. She said, my baby ultimately had nothing to do with the cancer. So killing her wasn't going to take the cancer away. Khan's husband, Taylor, added that he knew their unborn daughter was going to be okay. He said, I knew when Tasha made that decision, she was determined and I knew that everything was going to be okay, he said. The Michigan resident, mother of two-year-old son, Declan, as well chose to continue with her pregnancy and gave birth to the baby girl named Gracie in October of 2022. She was my baby, and I knew that keeping her alive, God would keep me alive, she said. And so she, she trusted. She trusted her God. She trusted her faith. Con researched holistic approaches to help fight the cancer while pregnant, including sticking to a keto-like diet, exercising, taking supplements. Now, nearly a year later, doctors have changed her diagnosis as they discovered the cancer has spread, and they've now given her less than a year. Khan's cancer is now classified as um, another highly aggressive type of tumor. I can't pronounce it. Glidomastosis cerebri that affects the central nervous system and lobes of the brain. She and her husband are seeking immunotherapies and integrative cancer treatments. Um, and they maintained their decision to not receive chemotherapy or radiation was the right one. The oncologist back in Michigan told me they didn't have anything that could really help me anymore. Khan currently has a port installed in her chest through which she administers the immunotherapy treatments at home. She needs 12 minute infusions every four hours. Although she is still fighting the cancer, Khan said having her baby was totally worth it. She said, she's a miracle. Melissa Rudy, 
from the Fox News digital team was the one that put this story together for us. And we appreciate that. But, you know, we talk a lot about in our culture about what's good for us. And I don't know which would be worse being a mom who knowingly aborted your living child so that you could live or being the mom that took the risk at beating the cancer and gave her child life. I know that one crosses a a moral boundary for many people that they would prefer not to cross. And the other is a very pragmatic approach to the future of her own life. But at the end of the day, I don't think this is a political story. I think this is a story full of human emotion and heart. And for what it's worth, and I'm praying for her, I think she made the right decision. And I hope that uh, her God does cure, cure her anyway. We'll talk about uh, more of this as we uh, go forward. Dr. Marty McCary is with me. It's Wellness Wednesday. I'm Kevin McCullough. Don't go anywhere. As a child, when I was abducted by the Arabs, my parents used to own livestock and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten, and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief, and then... They raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful 
that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out, uh, to get them to safety, and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime. 888-342-1010. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details, like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com thatkevintour.com or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Alright, Kevin McCullough, it's Wellness Wednesday and that means that we turn to the world of medicine and health and all things to try to help keep you uh, informed and apprised of what's going on in the health and medical world so that you can live a healthier life. Ultimately, that's the goal. We want you to have better information to make better decisions with. And I'm so proud of the alliance that I have with the Fox News medical team. They kind of uh, rotate as uh, specialists here on the show. And uh, this week we get to enjoy the intellect and uh, polite nature of Dr. Marty McCary, who is back with us. And I got to say, Dr. Uh, McCary, you are you are truly one of the nice guys in medicine. You have hard things to say sometimes, but you always say them in winsome ways. And I think that that uh, does you credit. Well, thank you, Kevin. My uh, my faith teaches me to always be kind, even if we disagree. Yeah, and I think we could use a more civil dialogue in America. Wow! Did you just open a, a book, <laughs> can of worms there, which we won't go into at this point in time? Let me let me uh, just for the sake of those listening that you know have had their hearts broken this week, um, Achilles tendon complete rupture. Is this a career-ending injury for Aaron Rodgers? I don't think so, but it takes a long time to recover. It could take easily half a year or a year. And sometimes people say they still just don't feel perfect long-term years later. I think he'll be able to play again. Uh, most Achilles ruptures are spontaneous. There's nothing you really do that results in it. But in this case, this was a true traumatic injury. If you can, if you notice, he was tackled while his foot was planted and the, the Achilles sort of got um, stretched. You know, <laughs> stretched and and you know quite frankly they shouldn't be playing on turf about half the nfl stadiums are turf it's easier for the owners to take care of and it looks nicer on tv they should be playing on grass and there have been studies that sh have shown 
that there are less injuries on grass surfaces than turf. Well, have they made any progress in the quality of turf? Because I, I remember in high school when we would be on an artificial turf surface, there was no give. It was just the turf sitting on top of concrete. And so you had a lot of, you know, knees blown out and stuff like that. But I know that over the last few years, they've tried to, I don't know, put more layers of rubber crumbs under them to give it a little more give. Does any of that matter? Well, it it does have more suspension, but it doesn't give in the sense that a patch of grass can be ripped out of the ground if the ankle or foot is under compression like that. Right. We're turf, just never going to achieve that. So they need to go back to all grass. The Ravens did it in 2001. They switched from turf to grass. They thought it was better for the players. And maybe that's why the Ravens are doing so well right now. <laughs> Well, you get on these indoor stadiums. I don't know how you solve that problem. Um, and MetLife isn't certainly, but, uh, there are a number of them that still at least have a quasi indoor surface. Um, so let me ask you this. Does age matter here? Because, you know, Dak Prescott broke his ankle, uh, two seasons ago and he was back, you know, a year later on target. And he, he had, I don't, I can't, I think most fans could say they can't really notice that he's lost much, um, flexibility or uh, range of motion but Aaron is not a 24 25 year old guy anymore he's going to be 40 this next year does that slow his recovery um I don't think by much I mean if he's eating well and he's otherwise healthy I think it 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 should be okay but um there's a spot in the Achilles that just doesn't get great blood flow and so when that thing is pulled apart there's a spot about four inches up from the from the uh, heel that tends to just rupture and, and it's, it's spontaneously ruptures in people who are <clears throat> older forties and fifties. And that's 90% of the Achilles injuries. But when it's under traumatic strain, like it was on that football field, I don't think the age matters that much. Yeah. How, what's the, uh, what's the surgical procedure? Do they rebuild the, the tendon itself? What's the, what's the process here? That's right. Yeah, it is um, sewn back together, but by nature of the tendon, it doesn't anchor stitches very well. So it requires some creative stitching and you'd really just give it time and let the body heal. So that's probably what, um, you know. He... Marty, we lost you. I'm sure. Well, if you uh, if they did nothing at all, would it would it heal naturally is the surgery necessary or is it uh, just more ideal it would not heal naturally for a complete tear which is what he has each end of that achilles is under is under a pull so it needs to be approximated and that's when the healing can happen gotcha all right so you got to put some uh you got to put two and two together there uh well i know that for my jets fans uh here in the new york city area um that's a lot of salary that <laughs> If they're watching just uh, not show up on the field now for the rest of the season. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but will I appreciate your uh, insight on it because I think everybody in the league kind of felt bad for. Him. I mean, Aaron's got his own enemies from rivals and stuff in the past, but I saw everybody kind of rushing to his aid this last week. Him. Say again. Sorry, I was loose. Um. I think um, people especially feel bad when there's a chance it could have been avoidable. Yes. Now, we don't know how much of a factor the turf played. It could have played no, no, you know, provided no additional risk above grass. But 
it probably was a factor. And if it was, who knows, it could have been avoidable. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's some degree of, um, insight that you, you didn't get just anywhere else, friend. So we're thankful for Marty McCary joining us, Fox News medical contributor and uh, smart guy all the way around. Dr. McCary, you have been kind of heading up um, a, a group of doctors that have come together. You've been compiling information. You've been working hard to tell the American people the truth about what we were told during COVID. And um you know, just within the last 24 hours, it's come to light that there's a whistleblower that is probably going to give a lot of credence to the lab leak theory. I'm curious if you've seen those reports and if they make sense to you. Well, it looks like from the House Oversight Committee, it's pretty clear that even the intelligence community in the United States was lobbied by higher ups in the government to intimidate them not to put out that it was a Wuhan lab leak that started the pandemic. And that's pretty damning when you've got the CIA being lobbied by internal politics and people coming out saying, hey, we were you know, told not to put this out. Um, it just shows that earlier in the pandemic, when the country was trying to understand COVID and we were scared watching people die, the government behind the scenes was actively in, engaging in a massive creation, a massive cover up. That's got to be disheartening, regardless of where the virus came from. So but, but from a science perspective, Doc, I understand that you you want to know origin because you want to be able to reconstruct the series of events that led to what it was so that you can have the best information to fight it. Well, that's right. If we could have gotten a sequence of the COVID virus earlier, we could have designed the vaccine earlier. We could have understood it better. Um, we did not get good information. And so in the absence of information, Dr. Fauci had his right-hand man go out there and tell people to put out articles and statements that it 100% didn't come from the lab, that it was just a natural thing that could have never been sort of avoided. And they, they you know, clapped like seals and just put it out there yeah. like a parrot. And they said, okay, yes, sir, we're going we're gonna to stand up for you. It seems disappointing. We're going to take a break and come back. But it seems disappointing that Mr. Fauci's entire tenure on, in the COVID uh, crisis seems so flawed. When we come back, Dr. Marty McCary, stay here. Of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I'm older and I have more energy, just like all the commercials that I see on TV. So it really is a help uh, to my well being. I'm 80 years old. I clean up after 450 kids in a cafeteria for three hours, and then I clean 300 steps. And then I, I vacuum carpets and clean halls in five hours because you know, for an 80 year old, that's a lot to do. And I still have energy after work. I consider it a, a great success. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money back guarantee. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC. Are you or a loved one battling cancer? 
Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I want to talk to you about immune systems. You know, that part of you that helps you fight off things like the common cold, which happens to be a coronavirus, COVID-19, RSV, other upper respiratory infections. Plus, maybe you feel, uh, I don't know, worn down or stressed out. Maybe you need help regulating blood pressure or insulin. Did you know that vitamin D3 does all of that? Vitamin D is not really a vitamin. It's a different type of substance. Your body actually helps make it when sunshine is exposed. But it also plays a very big role in your immune system. And if you have autoimmune dysfunction, it even helps you in that regard. Get your D3 all you need by taking BC Boost. Dr. Jeanette Nishwat's uh, little creation, BC Boost, it's combination of b12 vitamin c vitamin d and a little bit of zinc to help you stay immune positive that's bcboost.com bcboost.com obliterating confusion amplifying truth and pursuing clarity it's kevin mccullough radio all right we're back with dr marty mccary on wellness wednesday if you do not follow him on x the platform formerly known as twitter uh he is at marty mccary m-a-k-a-r-y dot com uh, at twitter you you go there and at marty mccary you can follow him um doc We've we've had conversations, you and I have had conversations since early on in the pandemic. And from the beginning, you d- you just talked about how Dr. Fauci had goodwill with people. And he, he basically used all that capital um, to kind of cover up some things and make sure that certain pieces of information didn't get to where they needed to be. Um, th- the damage 
on this goes beyond just one one man's reputation. He soiled the reputation of federal agencies. He he soiled the the idea that we can trust our um, national voices on health. Um, what's the real cost to Fauci's dishonesty and dishonor in all of this? Well, I think if you would talk to people in the HIV community, they would tell you that this has been a deja vu. He was downplaying antiviral treatments for HIV and promoting an HIV vaccine, which which never came to fruition. And they were very disappointed with Fauci's um, uh, sort of focus on being a publicist during the HIV debate. Um, and what we've seen during COVID, unfortunately, is you know, sort of an attempt to control the narrative. Now, we don't know that the individuals at the CIA that were bullied and the, and that were um, sort of um, outranked, if these people who are now coming out as whistleblowers, if they were influenced directly by Fauci or by Fauci's right-hand man who was out there saying, we don't want a paper trail, we don't want this stuff on text and email, and he was out there you know, lobbying different groups. There's no evidence I've seen that Fauci's right-hand man was lobbying these individuals in the CIA, but it may have been. And we're going to hear their full testimony and we'll learn to hear what they have to say. But it, it is very concerning when you have intelligence officers in the high levels of government saying, look, they thought this was the truth and they were told to suppress it. Well, and it's not just in government. Uh, you've got a post on your uh, X feed that talks about how Stanford University tried to shut down people that had a different viewpoint on this. What happened there? Yeah. So Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, a good friend of mine, has been talking about the importance of keeping schools open and allowing uh, young kids to live their lives um, really for most of the pandemic. And he is proposed uh, from day one that we use targeted protection and and sort of common sense policies, all of which have been now proven correct. Everything he said has been vindicated. And he was bullied. He was told at Stanford not to publish a study. He was told very point blank um, that um, he can't continue his work there. I mean, people that knew nothing about his research study. I mean, Stanford set up an oversight board just to keep an eye on him. I mean, this is the ultimate academic bullying. Not just were they bullying him, but they just told him um, in, in plain English, you can't do this research. You cannot publish this study. Um, your study has to, we have to, you have to change the design of your study so that it got, it, it was more likely to get the results that the bureaucrats wanted at Stanford. And it went right to the top. I mean, the president of Stanford, Lloyd Minor, and others that he names. And um, on a personal level, Jay told me it was a painful article for him to write. I know it's been on his heart for a long time, how Stanford treated him terribly, and he had been wanting to get the facts out. But it is unbelievable. Stanford professors signed a petition to condemn him and ultimately, everything uh, Jay said was correct. Well, we're starting to find out in many different arenas, as you're pointing out, that some of the people that were cast as wackos and, you know, 
told to not believe and not to trust. Uh, we, we're, we're learning that even some of the things they said about the therapeutics were exactly right. And, you know, it, the, it was the smart people. It was the government people. It was the people in power that had power that were wrong. Um, I, I want to ask this question once again. We got to take another quick break, but, um, what is the, what is the long-term damage to the American consumer if our top level health officials cannot be trusted? And I, my fear was in the pandemic that they, that they were telling us lies and that we would, we would arrive at a spot, but there's going to be another outbreak of some sort. There's going to be need for public health of some sort. How are we going to be able to navigate that? Let's get into that when we get back. Uh, stay with us. It's Wellness Wednesday. He's Dr. Marty McCary. Very honored to have him stay here. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. Uh, we have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. But I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids. Uh, and she grew up as a slave's uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work. But because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog, if you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk, so the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she tells her story later. Uh, as she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself, and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, she would do hard work every day, carry water, long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me 
I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to bringherhome.org. Across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, uh, final few minutes with Dr. Marty McCary. Um, Dr. McCary, let me pick up where we just left off. Um, acad- academia, government, uh, public agencies, governors. You know, uh, here in New York, uh, Governor Cuomo said, "Don't go to your primary care. Go to the go to the emergency room. We're only going to allow the therapeutics to be d- disseminated at the emergency rooms. You can only get the vaccines at the pharmacies. Don't go to your doctor." Um, it seemed at the time to me completely backwards, but now that we know that a lot of these things were the wrong thing to do, and that we were told to do them by the people that we were supposed to trust, what happens the next time we have a serious outbreak of some sort? Well, I'll tell you this, um, Kevin, you need to have an open dialogue in medicine because the consensus gets it wrong sometimes. The opioid epidemic is the perfect example. For 35 years, the medical community lied to us, telling us opioids were not addictive. A lot of people died because of that mistake. The American Academy of Pediatrics for 15 years told parents and mothers to avoid all peanuts around their kids zero through three years of age because that would uh, reduce peanut allergies. They got it wrong. It caused peanut allergies. Uh, saturated fat is not bad for you. They got that wrong at the American Heart Association for 60 years. So we have to have an open dialogue, even though Stanford doesn't like it, even though different institutions and the CDC and Fauci and the crew at the White House have been emailing social media to take down true stories of vaccine complications and take down my study of natural immunity published in the number one medical journal in the world, the Journal of the American Medical Association, they dethrottled it and even sometimes censored it and took it down. The result is worse medical information, fewer discoveries in medicine, and a more distrustful public. So that's why we have to stand up for medical academic freedom. Well, having said that, um, you you saw the reports as I did about two weeks ago. Uh, you started hearing the White House and rumblings in other places saying, "Oh, the the COVID spike is coming back." And your colleague at Fox, Nicole Sapphire, was on TV saying, "Well, yeah, there's a spike, but that's what happens at the beginning of September, and it's not as bad. The hospitalizations aren't as bad as a year ago." But nobody really paid any attention to 
what she said. And the White House started using words like mask mandates and possible lockdowns and return to COVID policy. I'm very cynical about that, especially in, in an election cycle. But um, after all of the kind of temper tantrums that we have thrown about getting the information to us, and now we find out a lot of it was was wrong, it seems a little bit hubristic that they would be bringing back those ideas, those concepts, even in floating them in, in discussions. What was your reaction to to all that chatter? Well, first of all, people do get sick from COVID and people who are very vulnerable and high risk can die when they get a seasonal virus, no matter what it is. If it's rhinovirus or a little touch of pneumonia, that can tip them over the edge. So COVID does kill people. But what they're doing now is using inflated statistics to create fear. And it's putting people back in profound social isolation, which hurts people's health. And it's putting kids behind masks with, by forcing them to cover their faces in several school districts. And so what they're doing is using a set of inflated numbers on COVID hospitalization and COVID deaths that are not accurate. And they're pointing to that. And they've been doing it for years now. It gets worse the more that COVID becomes incidental, the more that population immunity is high people are more likely to just have a minor infection. And when that shows up in the hospital stats, that gets misunderstood to be a hospitalization for COVID when it's really an incidental infection or a secondary diagnosis. Right. So that's what's driving the sort of propaganda right now are the false statistics the CDC is putting out. Well, having said that, there's a new vaccine. Uh, there's going to be 158 billion more new vaccines at some point. But what do we know about this one and how is it uh, performing so far? Well, we don't know because we don't have any human clinical trials data whatsoever. The only data we have is that Moderna gave their new COVID vaccine that just got recommended for everybody yesterday. They gave it to 50 human beings. Wait. One of them had. Wait, you have to have a greater uh, vetting process than that, no? No joke. This is a new pathway that pharma lobbied uh, the White House to create specifically for new COVID vaccines. We've it, It's never been acceptable to get an FDA approval without a, a human outcomes data, with the rare exception of influenza, because that has a 60-year safety track record. And by the way, we should be doing clinical trials for influenza as well. We, we would have a better idea how well it works, how good of a match it is if we did. But you have to do a randomized trial to know if something works and to know if it's safe. So Moderna, <clears throat> uh, Pfizer submitted mouse data. Then they submitted some antibody data on people with no data on whether or not it was effective. Moderna gives their shot to 50 people follows them for just two weeks. They could have followed them for three months. They did They did this experiment four months ago. So they're not telling us all the information. And of the 50 people that got this new Moderna vaccine, one of them had a quote unquote, medically attended adverse event. Now Moderna will not tell us what the complication was, but one out of 50 people having a serious adverse event I mean, to me, that that means we got we need we need more data. We need a proper clinical trial. 
Yeah. I mean, how, how do you say the risk benefit is there for a two year old who's healthy when you have that kind of data? Pfizer made $100 billion during the pandemic. They can afford to run a proper clinical trial. They certainly have had the time to do it and chose not to. Well, when you've got someone in the White House who's just willing to say this is what you should do, I mean, it's it, it is a very scary time, Dr. McCary, and people need to be more vigilant and more um, educated. They need to know more of the facts as we uh, go through this next election cycle. Elections have consequences. They impact policies. They impacted the policies of COVID-19. They're going to impact the policies of the next pandemic. So we've got to be vigilant and we've got to be informed when we cast our vote. Dr. Marty McCary, always appreciate your kindness and coming on with us and uh, keep being the winsome warrior that you are. Thanks so much, Kevin. Good to be with you. You got it, as always. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Stay here. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I ran this by my doctor. I always run it by her, everything I take, and I told her I've been taking this for a while. Is this, is this okay to take? She goes, oh, this is wonderful for you to take. Keep taking it. She goes, I approve this. This is very good. So she said, yes, she said, this is one thing you can take that's very good. I'm not going to stop taking Balance of Nature. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money-back guarantee. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest-growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Collette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com 
and check out the trip for yourself. ThatKevinTour.com. ThatKevinTour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or ThatKevinTour.com. you need to know when you need it it's kevin mccullough radio all right kevin mccullough um amidst a day of impeachment and cia officers bribing investigators into uh outcomes on the covid origins theories those are all you know big stories um i there's there's some there's some places where some wins have taken place in the last uh, day or so uh, my friends at townhall.com, where you can read me every Sunday morning. My column comes out on Sundays at townhall.com. Um, they filed a story today announcing that a controversial clinic in Missouri announced this week that it will stop immediately administrating puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones to children. The Washington University Transgender Center said in a statement, that physicians will no longer prescribe the puberty blockers or cross-sex hormones to minors for purposes of gender transition over a new state law slated to take effect. Going forward, families will be referred to other facilities to undergo this type of experimental care. The center became a catalyst for state legislators to draft the new law, which bars hormone therapy for minors under 18 after a whistleblower came forward in February demonstrating that physicians are doling out hormone drugs to kids with little screening of their mental issues or other concerns. And that's, that's been one of the things, if you've been with me and we've talked with some of the experts uh, on this, particularly at the independent women's forum, um, this has just become willy nilly the way to go. And there's not been any medical or wellness or vetting of the necessary information about the child before they start on this. And my bride and I attended um, a very small event that the independent women's forum put on in Manhattan. It was probably less than a year ago now. And the featured persons at this event were girls that had been given these things. Some of them as minors had started down the path of transitioning, decided that it was no longer what they wanted. They, they had mental frustrations with other things they kind of got those addressed and this whole desire to to become opposite what their sex was uh went away but now the damage that the hormones and the blockers and such has had on them is devastating one was a, a young girl who just wanted to be a singer her whole life and the puberty blockers and the, the cross-sex hormones totally changed her voice She's now like a contralto, very, you know, deep throated sounding uh, voice. And she's not going to be able to do the things she loved most to do with her whole life. By the way, if you want to see more of that documentation, you can go over to the Independent Women's Forum website, iwf.org, and click on gender, uh, gender, uh, let's see, identity crisis. That's the name of it, uh, which is their documentary series they're little uh, vignettes of different stories from across the country of people that are wanting to detransition and having a hard time because of what the effects of the original drugs and medications did 
it's some heavy stuff. But, friends, this is what we're pushing on our kids. And I'm glad that this clinic is going to obey the law that Missouri passed and say, no, we're not going to do that anymore. This isn't a political story. (laughs) This is a common sense story. This is a story of human compassion for the children that are caught in this uh, terrible agenda. I'm Kevin McKellar. Have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow.